Hi, I'm Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. I'm also the podcast host of Invest in Her and an award-winning producer, author, and TEDx speaker. Our show, Invest in Her, features phenomenal female founders and funders. As you know, women receive less than 2% of venture capital funding. Our series is about accelerating the funding of women by connecting them to funding resources. Let's meet today's guest. Hi, thanks for tuning in today. Before I start the show, I just wanted to mention that for those of you that don't know, uh, we're producing a documentary called Girls Just Want to Have Funds. You can imagine what that's about. It's about that we get less than 2% of venture capital funding. And how are we going to change that? And that's what the film is about. And we raised the funds to create the film this past year. We've been filming it. We're editing it as we speak. It'll be coming out in 2023. So the big news is that we've just launched our nonprofit fundraiser so that we can take this around the country to universities and festivals and conferences and create a grassroots campaign movement that you can help us with by donating to the campaign. So you can make a tax deductible donation and here's a video to tell you a little bit more about how you can participate. Hi, I'm Kai Dickens, the director and co-producer of the new documentary film, Girls Just Want to Have Funds. And I'm the executive producer, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors. And as you know, women get less than 2% of venture capital funding. And we want to make sure people are educated about that and have the tools to fix it. And a movie is only part of the equation. The next part is an impact campaign, which will help roll our film out to film festivals, to women empowerment groups, to conferences, to universities, anywhere that we can reach people. Absolutely, and helps us create our website and resources so that we can actually help educate people about how they can get involved. So that's where you come in, your donations help us create this grassroots campaign movement that you can be a part of in so many ways. Thank you so much for your time and hopefully your contribution. We're excited to be on this journey with you. So if you want to know more about this campaign and be a part of it and help us start this grassroots movement to help change the underfunding of women, go to our website, sheangelinvestors.com, or the link is in this post. Now, today, my guest is an amazing entrepreneur. She started her company about eight years ago, nine years ago, and it is a general gender-neutral clothing company. That's right, one of the first. And she's a visionary, and she has grown this company to a seven-figure company. Please welcome to the show the founder of Dapper Boy, Vicky Posh. Hey, Vicky, Thank how you. are you? Hi, Catherine. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah, when I uh, when I talk about you starting that and you know launching it into this incredible business and being a visionary, uh, you must be pinching yourself. Totally. It's still yeah. so wild to me, like every single day, actually, because selfishly, it was just about, you know, me wanting to wear clothes that fit me. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean, that is how businesses start. I think right. people say, oh, there's a need for this. I can't find this solution. Let me create it. Right. Yep. So you and your beautiful wife, Cherise, started this company. I think I met you right around the time you started it, didn't yes. I? Yes. Yep. Yeah, because I was at this like, 
LGBTQ uh, shopping event like pop up and I met you girls and I'm like oh I love what you're doing this is so cool yeah and you know I think you even bought a shirt from us yeah (laughs) exactly and maybe some jeans I think sure yeah were you doing the jeans then I think at that point we probably I remember that pop-up actually was Nick Casey's and we just had I think a couple pairs of jeans to like show people this is what we were doing I'm pretty sure at that point we weren't like quite ready but we had like a very small production of items (laughs) well I want to talk about how and why you started this um, gender neutral clothing which now is becoming very popular but you started this nine years ago so you're definitely a visionary you saw a need and uh it was your own need and then all of a sudden of course you realize oh my gosh all these people have this need and it wasn't just women that maybe look like you and i that you know kind of don't always want something frilly but we might want something that might be in the men's department but they don't make it for women and you know in fact i was thinking on my way here how funny is this i just happened to pop on this jacket and i bought this at a men's store called mr turk um and had it customized to myself but I was thinking on the way here, how funny is that, that I bought a men's jacket and had to have it altered. Yes. But your idea is to be able to buy off the rack something that would fit that, you know, suits a lot of different people. And not just women like you and I, but you also have customers of all types. Uh, some men buy your clothing, right? Yep, and, definitely. you know, I think you probably thought that maybe it was a specific niche and found out that a lot of different people like your clothing, right? Yes. It's like so much bigger than my niche. It definitely started out that way. You know, I'll never forget trying on my very first item of clothing in the men's department, how scary it was in general to just go to the other side. Right, right. <laughs> and try and on jeans like, and worried I'm going to be judged or like, you know, like dodging fitting rooms, right? right? I'm not supposed to be here. But to be honest, I felt more uncomfortable in the ladies' rooms because I was getting those double glances like, ah, what are you <laughs> doing here? There's some man in here. <laughs> you know, it was ridiculous. Yeah. But, yeah. um, But yeah, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. That yeah. feeling, it's like who I was, you know, right. like, and it felt you know, my like my true self. And, and I know, started sta- to gain confidence. And they started this also in London way before we did in the US. Like yeah. there was a department store that had yes. non-gender specific clothing. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's quite famous. But Selfridges? They, is it Selfridges? I think something like yeah. that. And um, they realized long before we did in the U.S. that people didn't always want to buy clothing, you know, in one in the right. women's department or the men's department. Maybe they were gender neutral and like, you know, like we said, like the clothing from the other department, but it didn't fit or they couldn't feel comfortable. And and the, the fact you can buy this online is really great. Yeah, definitely. You know? I think it's like the best way to describe it because I know that there's a lot of terms involved. And I think when people see my face specifically, they automatically think niche. But that's not who we are. And We're your really wife is to... a beautiful femi- right, feminine very femme. woman yep. and wears the clothing. Yep, totally. And so it's not in that box. Yep. It's just giving alternatives to all kinds of people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think the best way to describe it is you walk into a department store. This is our current times we're in now. You walk into a department store, you only have two options. And these options are, you know, embedded with these societal rules and norms just based on your gender. And so we're really trying to break the binary and be a truly genderless line. It should be based on body type and style preference, not on gender. And that's what we're trying to push. I love that. And I think the millennials are really um, leading the way in that 
arena of, you know, not wanting to things to be in a box and to realize that people are on a spectrum. Men and women have their uh, male and feminine sides. Totally. I mean, this is like, this is not rocket science, you know? Right, it's like, right. Um, but I, I love that you saw that need. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your, uh, you know, your background of how you got into this. So you just had shared with me, you, you right out of school, you were doing casino marketing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, how did you transition yeah, I, from that I, yeah. to this? It's, and, and being an entrepreneur, <laughs> and to jump into being an entrepreneur, no easy thing. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I'm from upstate New York, and right out of college, I was too scared. My, my A lot of my friends were going to New York City. And us upstaters, a lot of us are scared of New York City. And I had family out in San Diego, moved out here and was looking for anything in marketing. My degree was in mass media communication. And um, I found an entry level position at a casino in San Diego. Worked my way from the ground up, you know, as a players card, uh, players club ambassador, you know, making the cards for uh, the guests there, uh, writing promotions and trying to pitch my way up to the top. And, and I did. And I was in management, and then I ended up going to another casino as an executive there of the marketing department. Um, I had to wear suits every day. And this is a little tidbit here, but um, Dapper Boy's original logo actually has a bow tie in it. And it was for a reason, because yeah. Dapper Boy was going to start with suits, because I had to wear suits oh. every day. And I was wearing men's suits every yeah. day. Yeah, I Never get that. fit my body. Yeah. But at that time, you know, when we were looking, how do we launch this brand in Kickstarter, there were other companies coming out with the same idea. And then I remembered my tried and true experience in Old Navy, where I tried on those jeans, the men's jeans. And... I was like, that's it, jeans, everyday wear. That's what I wear more than suits. That's what I cared about when I was, you know, coming out and out of the scene and and caring about how I looked. So that's how Dapper Boy began. So we we started, um, again, no fashion background here. so and and before that, having long hair and hating dressing in, in the women's department, yeah. you wouldn't call me a fashionista. I'd say my friends back home are like, Vicky got into fashion. <laughs> <laughs> but I really cared about fashion at this point because I was really coming to my own. And I so, want to stop yeah. you a second and just say, yep. I love the name, Thank Dapper you. Boy, and yeah. it's spelled B-O-I for yep. those that are just listening and can't see how it's spelled. Um, I love that name because it's exactly that. Like, if yeah. you are someone that doesn't want to traditionally dress like a woman and you want something that's more gender neutral, you should be allowed to be dapper. Totally. Yeah. You can be dapper in a pair of sweatpants. If they fit you properly and you are feeling confident, that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Confidence. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. It's about having it fit right, look right, yes. having options. Yeah. Yep. And now you've ventured into various things on your site, right? Like, wh- what, what could I buy yep. on the Dapper Boy site? So right along with our jeans, and I'd say I, what I want to talk about with the jeans here real quick is, you know, the difference in our jeans. Yeah, I want, I want you to talk about that. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a lot because we went through our favorite men's and women's jeans. And, you know, for example, this is the biggest one with women's jeans. They don't have pockets. Yeah. Like, why don't women have pockets? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They have all these things. So deep pockets like what uh, men's pants had. And at that time, you know, nowadays, you know, there's a lot more stretch in men's jeans also, but there wasn't then. And right. so like that fabric of the comfort of the women's pants, you know, we added that to the men's. There's just a lot of different features there. So along this aside, the jeans, we were actually developing our button up shirt. Yeah. And what's key about this button up shirt that I'm wearing here even yeah. um, are these hidden snaps 
snaps behind the chest placket, yeah. and that prevents chest gap. Oh, I you know? love and that. So, and that's yeah. for both men and women. You know that. Uh, yeah. You know. If you have a broader chest, you know, there's always that gap that you can see in there. Right. I used to wear um, safety pins for all my button-up shirts. Yeah. No longer because we added these snaps. And then really we've um, morphed into this truly everyday line. We have swimwear, um, you know, bomber jackets, simple T-shirts. Our T-shirts are game-changing because yeah. men's T-shirts, a lot of the time they just like suction to your stomach in all the wrong places. Yeah. Uh, you know, women's T-shirts are a little feminine for myself personally. Like right. I, I've, my options are like a scoop neck right, or right. A DV. Yeah, I'm not doing the scoop. Right. Exactly. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No scoop. <laughs> right. Yeah. But we really think through all these little details with every yeah. little piece of uh, you do. Products. You really all th- you think a lot about it. I, you know, you and your wife put your heart and soul into this uh, business, and yes. it shows. Thank and you. Um, that's why I'm so happy for your success. And speaking of that, you know, we reconnected after several years after I'd seen you uh, launch that product, and was so thrilled about it. And um, uh, you had bought my e-course. Yes. Yeah, which is called Six Ways to Fund Your Business, uh, Funding Made Simple for Female Founders. And uh, I just realized that there were so many uh, entrepreneurs out there that didn't know where to start. You know, they they knew they had an idea, they knew they had a product, but where did they get the funding? And there mm-hmm. are various ways to get the funding. And I love what you said to me after you uh, took the course. You're like, I wish I had known this when I started. It really is great for those that are just starting out to realize, oh, here's all my options. Here's how to understand it because it can be complicated. I yep. put it in lay terms. And here's how you access it. And that's why I created that e-course. So I'm so glad that brought us together. And yeah. then, you know, I was just so amazed with you as a person and your business and your vision that, um, you know, this is something I do on a daily basis. I love to connect people. And so I was so happy to locate a um, female um that owns a private equity firm that I said, you know, I think you should look at investing in this company. And she said, you know what? I've been been following that company for a lot of years. I am very interested. And then voila, as you and I both know, she ends up investing in you. And that is helping to take it to a whole nother level. And I can't wait to see what your future brings because I think it's really gonna be an amazing ride. And, I think that anybody that wants to invest in your company should contact you. And then I think anybody listening that hasn't bought your products should be visiting Dapper Boy because it's an amazing vision and amazing business. Thank you so yeah. much. I mean, you've been a game changer in in everything. So I appreciate you. And I know plug here, but you didn't tell me that your course was awesome. And I really think like at a young age, people need to know about this, this, you know, that there's all these options. I know for myself, you know, I was, maybe it was too much pride I had. I felt like I had to prove myself. I buried myself in my business without really taking the time to connect. These connections are essential for anyone. And the resources, you know, that you were have able, you've been able to offer me has been Again, a game changer. And this investor is a game changer. And, you know, what you're saying, this is an important conversation we're having today because so many people try to do everything on their own. I take it you did you guys bootstrap the business when you started? Yeah. And, you know, people don't have to bootstrap it. They could have all these different options of how to get funding, um, which I think is invaluable. Right. Um, But definitely 
definitely by the time you're ready to grow your business, you have to have that cash infusion, whether it's an angel investor or venture capital or whatever is the right fit, right? Yeah, and understanding that these are these are the avenues like yeah. for the future. Like yeah. I wish again, I would have taken, I would have been planning a little bit better and not just like, you know, I yeah. mean, I've learned every mistake, you know, from every mistake I've made for sure and will continue to. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just and, stoked. And then, um, you know, understanding, you know, about creating that right pitch deck and that right yes. pitch and how to pitch at a pitch fest, which I know you've gotten really good at. You've won some pitch fests. Yes. I'm so proud of Thank you. Thank you. And um, from also um, just learning, you know, what is it investors are looking for and how do you get them involved? Like people think that that's that unsurmountable mountain, I think. Yep. But there are investors out there and they are looking for good people and good uh, companies to get in, in, involved in. I think the two things they look for is who is the founder? Do they believe in them? And I think you are super easy to believe in because I just... I think like others, they see in you that passion and you're smart, you're smart and you're passionate. Um, and the other is besides the founder, really believing in that product, like this investor that we brought in, uh, she really believed in what you were doing and had been following you and loves your, uh, you know, your product. And so that's it. It's getting an investor who relates to you. You know, uh, in my TED talk, uh, Fund Women Save the World, one of the things I talk about is people do tend to invest in people they identify with. Mm -hmm. So they have to identify with that founder. It's why, you know, because it's usually old white men that are providing the checks, they tend to invest in other white men. And it's been a real obstacle. It's why we've made this movie called Girls Just Want to Have Funds. And it's about the fact that women get less than 2% of venture capital funding. It's crazy. Crazy. And the good thing is all these women are starting their own funds now, more than ever in history. And those women that are starting funds are investing in women, LGBTQ, and in people of color. Beautiful. It's It took the women getting into the venture capital world to start this trend of investing in people that fall into those underserved communities. It's very exciting time to be in this space. Definitely. I yeah. can't wait to pay it forward someday, too. It's uh, exciting to yeah. learn about all of this. And I love that you're saying that because every founder uh, that does get the funding and grow their business and have a super successful either exit or, or acquisition or just a successful business on its own should definitely be thinking about paying it forward mm -hmm. and becoming an angel investor in other women. And we do talk about that in the film as well. It, we need more women to become angel investors and invest in other women. Women don't really know about the venture capital world. They've been left out of it, you know, and so uh, that's something that we definitely address in the film, how we're going to overcome that, how we're going to create a grassroots campaign to raise awareness and educate women all over this country, all ages, all ethnicities. How do they get into this world of getting funding and funding other women? It can be very lucrative investment. Right. Um, I mean, the people that got in on the ground floor of your company, uh, it's going to be an amazing ride for them, for you and for them. It's yes. a win-win. Yes. The other thing about bringing in an investor, I think mm -hmm. you'll agree, is that it's not just about the money. 
Yeah, I was just talking about this. Yeah. It has to be the right relationship because yes. it's for the long haul here. Yeah. They have to be on board with the vision. And, and I know I this particular you. investor has brought oh, yeah. a lot to your table, yes. right? Immediately. Yeah. And we were on the same page. Our first phone call, I was yeah. like, this is right. It yes. felt right. Yeah. And they bring connections yes. and open doors and give you insight uh, of maybe things that you haven't seen um, that that you know make it so invaluable to have an investor so it's not just about the funding right i always love to talk about that that i think uh, it's the connection too like yeah. we just were on the same page it felt comfortable yeah i think that's important too because a lot of times again in the beginning um i was just looking for the money you know yeah. like let's yeah. get the money we just need it. i just need it because i can just go run with this myself right, right. but no yeah i've learned along this way here of like yeah. over a year of fundraising and talking yeah. to people that that relationship matters and it yes. needs to be comfortable because we're yes. on an exciting journey together yes it matters Absolutely. it matters to be comfortable with each other and and know that you got you have somebody that has your back for right. real <laughs> right i love this conversation i could talk to you all day yeah um as as we're going to wrap up let's talk about how people can find you and also um, any wisdom or you know advice that you want to share, either you know obstacles that you overcame or just advice that you would give to someone else that's out there trying to raise money for their their baby, just like yeah. you're you're continuing to raise money for yours. Yep, I would say connect early and often, and don't be afraid to reach out because you yeah. never know who might know somebody else or that you are talking to actually. Right, know? right, you don't. And right. It, it is all about that connecting, going out to groups, meeting people, yes. and finding what you just said, your people. Right, finding your, your people. people. Your people will get it. It won't be a hard sell. You know, you're thinking, oh, it's so hard to raise money. No, it's really not, because if you ask somebody and they don't believe in you and your product, then they're not the right person. Right. Don't even waste your time. Right. We waste so Move much on. time yep. trying, as Andrea Quinn would say, we waste yes. so much time <laughs> trying to convince uh, not our people to be our people. Yes. And it's a waste of time. You're never yeah. going to convince them. Plus, you don't want somebody investing in you anyway that doesn't believe in you. Right. You know, so once you get that person that says, oh, yeah, I get it. I love what you're doing. I love you. I want to help you. That's your person. And they're going to invest in you because they believe in you. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Another one, life is so short and do whatever you can do to do what you love to do. Yeah. And, you know, having this life, even though it's crazy and there's roller coasters yeah. and ups and downs. And there sometimes is. I want to crawl under a table and cry. And sometimes I have. <laughs> and, and you know what? You Every entrepreneur has. Yes. If they're honest. You keep going. And, you know, when I met you and I know uh, it was a tough time and you're looking for this cash infusion. And but what you I loved your strong convention, your conviction, you are always like, I am this is happening no matter what. And you have to have that conviction, even in those tough times. And I had once heard that so many people give up right when their business yes. is about to take off. And uh, I was just like, uh, you know, that's something always to identify is that. Uh, if you notice that somebody is like, you know what, I, I just can't go one more day. You're just like, I'm telling you, it's right around the corner. Yep. It's right around the corner. And we we do. It does take a village, doesn't it? It totally does. Yeah. I think another thing is go with your gut. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of talk and people telling you things. And some people might say, hey, when are you going to go to plan B? 
And yeah. I stuck with plan A all the way and went with my gut. And yeah. I know that this is the route that yeah, I always Yeah, there's a lot of those take. plan Bs out there. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> You're wasting time, you know, yeah. on plan B, yeah. not working on plan A. That's Especially right. Especially if you have that work ethic and the heart and the passion, you know deep down in your gut that this is going to be a success. That's you it. You keep going. That's it. So Dapper Boy, we can find at dapperboy.com. Yep. Dapperboy.com. Yeah. B-O-I. Yep, B-O-I. And uh, we can find you on social media? Yes, uh, Instagram is at Dapper Boy. Yeah. Um, Facebook, Dapper Boy Clothing. TikTok now, uh, Dapper Boy Squad. <laughs> I've seen your TikToks and I <laughs> nice. love them. Thank Everybody's got to check those Thank out. Thank you, yes. Yeah, they're super fun. Thank you, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, great. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Vicki, thanks for coming up from San Diego to Los Angeles today. Um, <laughs> We can also be found on social media, as you know, um, on She Angel Investors um, and also Catherine Gray Invest in Her on Instagram. We hope you'll check out our fundraiser. Uh, again, our fundraiser is to help us take our documentary, which is called Girls Just Want to Have Funds. It's about the us getting less than 2% of venture capital and how we can change that and how you can be a part of changing that by helping us to take this uh, and make a grassroots movement out of it. That link is in this uh, post uh, where you can find out about it. And also we're going to play that video again uh, about the fundraiser. And you can also go to our website and look for that link. We hope that you'll join us in creating that grassroots campaign to start a movement that will help us to start funding more women like my amazing guest today, Vicki Posh of Dapper Boy. Be sure to check out Dapper Boy, shop Dapper Boy, and make it a great week, everybody. Remember to invest in her, invest in other women, and invest in yourself. Take it easy. Have a great day. Hi, I'm Kai Dickens, the director and co-producer of the new documentary film, Girls Just Want to Have Funds. And I'm the executive producer, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors. And as you know, women get less than 2% of venture capital funding. And we want to make sure people are educated about that and have the tools to fix it. And a movie is only part of the equation. The next part is an impact campaign, which will help roll our film out to film festivals, to women empowerment groups, to conferences, to universities, anywhere that we can reach people. Absolutely, and helps us create our website and resources so that we can actually help educate people about how they can get involved. So that's where you come in, your donations help us create this grassroots campaign movement that you can be a part of in so many ways. Thank you so much for your time and hopefully your contribution. We're excited to be on this journey with you. Remember, if you're looking to launch a business or grow your business, check out our e-course, Six Ways to Fund Your Business, available at SheAngelInvestors.com.